Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Business on the Beach and I've got a very special guest today. We have Luana Ribaria. I think that's how you pronounce it right, we got that wrong. Luana, thanks for coming on the show. Hi Mike, really, really awesome to be here. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Apologise straight away for getting the name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Luana is a book and media coach. She spends a lot of time helping people with their PR and getting their voices heard. In particular, if they've struggled to get their voice heard in the past. So she helps people overcome some of their personal concerns or worries around that as well. So really excited to dive into that. But before we do, could you share a bit about yourself, Luana? So how did you grow up I guess how did you sort of get into the the business world and then take us to present day oh wow it's been a it's been a crazy crazy journey you know it's one of these things where I never I never set out to do what I'm doing now but with sometimes things happen and you think it's a failure and then you're knocked into a completely different direction I'm sure you'll know what I'm talking about yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to be a dancer that that's what I wanted to be and then I went to dance college it was all lovely um and but I never did that I well I did a few you know dancing in clubs and stuff like that then I went into acting from acting I opened my own acting school and then from there, while I was running the acting school, I decided to move to Portugal. So I went to Portugal on holiday, signed for a house, as you do. And then I went home, <laughs> grabbed my kids on a suitcase and came back and I moved out to Portugal. And my business was still running in the UK. Uh, and I thought, hey, this is pretty cool. So I had a team running that in the UK. I was still involved, you know, with the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, I'm going to have to, I feel, I'm feeling called to teach this stuff, you know, to teach people how to create freedom in their businesses. So I wrote a book on it. The book was called Passion to Freedom. And that book was actually quite, quite pivotal for me, which is why I then went into book coaching. Because when my book came out, I just found opportunities just opened up like you wouldn't believe all of a sudden you know it just everything exploded and it exploded all at once and it was it was crazy and um so yeah so I I did my book I had a program that went with it passion to freedom I ran that for a year and because of then, because of what happened, I wanted to teach other people how to write books because it's, it's such a great way of people expressing themselves and getting themselves heard, getting themselves known. And having a book is a great way of being able to get into the media and getting speaking engagements. And I've had a lot of media myself, and that's why I wanted to help people there. I think I'm just a natural coach, Mike. So when, whenever, whenever I do something, I just I really feel called to pass that information on. So that's what I've done. 
Yeah, I've I've sort of saw that that's been a bit of a, a thing for me as well because mm. everything from I don't know, so going all the way back, we're talking when I was a tennis coach and then I was a personal trainer mm. and then I was a health coach and it was just like, well, I've I've been a personal trainer as well. That was my first business actually. Oh, cool! That was one of the first <laughs> time I got serious. To be fair, because uh, <laughs> tennis coach is something that somebody else told me I was good at. Okay. And, oh, oh just, if, you feel like you could be a coach. I was like, well, eh, I'll give it a go. And it was, it was more of like other people said, well, you help people anyway. Yeah. You're reasonably handy on the tennis court yourself. I mean, I started playing tennis when I was uh, 16, so I was never going to make it as a tennis player. Mm. But they turned around to me and they said, well, you know, you, you are good. You've just not got enough time, I guess, to build up to the, you know, more professional level. Yeah. So, help people instead and I feel like there are people out there that will sort of get to the top of their mountain so to speak before they help people and yeah. then there are people that help people while they're on the journey of getting to the top of their mountain if that makes sense yeah yeah absolutely so I feel like books at least are becoming I guess easier and easier to put out into the world now the oh totally it's a completely different world these days you know it used to be that you'd have to get a publisher it would be a really long drawn out process you might face knockback after knockback after knockback where now anybody can write a book and publish that book not many people do let me see. I was told the figures on this. It was something like 93% of the people in the world want to write a book, but only 5% actually finish the book and publish it. Have you ever dealt with people that have been part of that other sort of 5 or 7% and you've had to... Because these, these are people that want their voice heard but struggle, which was a part of the conversation we had before we, mm. we record. And... It seems like you've had to deal with a fair few of that percentage. So what would you say the, the main concerns were why people always struggle to put their book out into the world? I think a lot of it is self-belief. People tend to think that, why would people read my book when there are plenty of the books on the same topic? My answer to that is because nobody has your exact experiences and knowledge and you-ness. You know, the more you you put into the book, the more unique it's going to be. It's not going to be like the others. I like that. So, you know, that, that's one of the main reasons. And also, I find a lot of people struggle with clarity. You know, I, I work with people and I've had people write their books in eight weeks. I also have people still writing their books after a year. And something, a common thing that I'm finding with people is that they might get to a certain stage of their book and then they lose confidence and they have a little crisis around, is this what I should be writing about? I'm just catching myself here and, and laughing because I did that exact same thing myself. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's a common thing, you know, to start writing a book and then when it comes to almost complete, there's this period of time where the doubts kick in because it gets real. 
it's like okay this book is going to be out there and it gets real and and that's when people tend to start procrastinating with the book or moving on to something else you know shiny object syndrome or finding any other reason not to do their book or something can happen in their personal life or in their business that takes priority um but to me when i speak to people about this it tends to come down to clarity that they're not sure if that's the right book or if people are going to be interested and it's all of those fears creeping in as now it's getting close to publish mm. yeah, yeah. Sure. did you ever have a, a way of guess discerning whether the voices are telling you the right thing or the wrong thing and i say this because this idea that you can kind of like pull away from the things that don't work so you can stay focused on the book and all those things there's probably an element of like you're battling yourself more mm. than the book or more yeah. than the business or whatever it is but mm. sometimes it's probably got a very very valid point you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean I can use my own experience there. I'm really glad that I changed the, the direction of my book. I realized it wasn't right when I was about halfway in and I changed it completely because I realized that I wasn't speaking to the people who I wanted to work with. I was speaking to, I was getting a lot of inquiries from a certain type of person. So I was speaking to them rather than the people I really wanted to speak to. So I'm glad that I changed direction. So when I have people who have those concerns, what I tend to do is go back to basics. You know, go back to the absolute basics. Why are you writing this book? Who is it that you want to work with? You know, what are you using your book to draw people into your business? Who is that person who you want to work with? What message are you here to share? You know, going back to the absolute basics. And sometimes it does turn out that that book wasn't the right one. So, what's the difference between, you know, I imagine the conversation could be very similar, you know, the book's not right, it's not going to work, mm. no one's going to buy it, the wrong people will buy it, all those things, right? But what's the difference between you that would turn around and go, yeah, okay, I'm going to listen to that and I'm going to change the direction of this book? And then someone that would say, well, no, because this is the one that works or whatever it is, or however you sort of end that conversation with yourself. But what is the difference? What is the I'm difference? in those conversations i'm going to give a little example so i'm not going to mention any names but i am going to give an example so i was talking to a client about her book and she happened to mention an idea for another book that she had now as soon as she started talking about this other idea and bear in mind she was about three quarters of the way into a book but as soon as she started talking about this other idea she had everything about her changed so the tone of her voice changed she got excited i could feel her energy her passion and i was like i i i just say i i i pulled her up on it i said look why are you doing why are you doing this it, it was i don't even know how to put this into words because it was so clear to me that she was working on the wrong one that was it, I guess it was what she thought people wanted, but what she really wanted to talk about was this other idea. 
and she just lit up and the energy when she started talking about it was insane and so I just said to her you know it, it, it's clear to me which one you want to do here if you're if you're actually going to listen to your heart so um she did go with with the other one which means that you know meant starting the whole process again which is quite daunting um which is exactly what i did as well but most of the time i have to say most of the time it is just these doubts is this going to be something that people want why do people want to listen to me and I would say 90% of the time, that's all it is. It is very rare that people do actually need to restart the book. And I was one of them. What's the, what's the process from not writing the book? That's fine. But then mm. once you've written it, then you've got a couple of options now, haven't you? Mm. You've got traditional, you've got self-publishing, you've got, I don't know, build a course around it, which I've seen a few yeah. people do course and the book for buying the book kind of things mm. you get a course as well and there's a whole host of different things that you can do now once you have the book mm. is there a way of figuring out which one's the best for you does it depend on the book or does it depend on the author like what's the sort of factors you factor into it well i work with entrepreneurs coaches in particular and for somebody who already has a following you know, for somebody who's already worked to build their audience, then for them, I would say that self-publishing would be better. Because, one, going with a traditional publisher, great, you know, nothing against traditional publishers, but it's a lengthy process. And I know from myself and from the people that I work with, that we want things to happen and we want things to happen quickly. So personally, I wouldn't want to wait a year or two for my book to be published. I would want it done out there and I would want to, you know, just, just get it done. So just going back to what I was saying. So for somebody who has an audience and has already worked to build that audience, I would say self-publishing is better because then they get to keep all of the royalties. They get to keep control of the book. It's up to them what happens with the book, where if you go with the publisher, the decisions then become theirs, so people lose control. And most of the time, a coach or entrepreneur will want to use their book to lead into something else, such as an online program, which I highly, highly, highly recommend people do, by the way. <laughs> and what can happen if the book goes to a traditional publisher, the publisher, and they're just doing their job, but they can market it to a different audience to what this person wants, to who this person wants to draw into their business. Does that make sense? Oh, so it's almost like you've, you've written the book for the publisher mm. versus yeah. <clears throat> for the people that want to read it. Yeah, so the pub I've had two people who have had books published through publishing in the past and they've come and self-published the second time around and both of them were telling me that it's because their book was being marketed towards a different audience, that it, there was a disconnection there, so it no longer worked. Mm. So the way to make money through a book and the way to really use it to gain um, opportunities is 
for is to use the book as almost like like something to you know attract people in the hook you know what i mean mm -hmm. so people will read that book if if anyone reads a book from beginning to end a percentage of them are then going to want to work with that person or they will at least follow them so it's a very effective way so you know people read the book and yeah but if that book's being marketed to somebody else then that process isn't going to work and with with anybody you know big money doesn't come through the book it comes through what the book leads into one of the i guess the arguments against reading books is there are so few people that are now using books as a means of I guess consuming information now so with social media and podcasts and even even audio books right so they're still reading the book so to speak but they're just hearing it as opposed to reading it and I've got a, a funny feeling you're probably going to have a response to this but like what what is is there a response to the fact that some people are probably reading less books than they used to I know I'm reading less books than I used to I know a lot of people in in my, in my audience are reading less books I mean we're recording a podcast now which you know is definitely a, a tick in the podcast bracket compared to books but what sort of argument is there for still writing a book do you know what I haven't heard that before I haven't heard people saying that they're reading less books and it definitely hasn't been a problem. I don't know if, because I'm in the book world, I happen, you know, I'm always surrounded by other people who read a lot of books and people who are writing books. So maybe that's why. But I, I honestly, I've ne I haven't had that comment before. It's not something that I that I feel has happened. It's not something I feel I'm affected by that my clients are affected by. So yeah um yeah that's that's it really I, d I don't know is the answer because i haven't experienced that that's all right no i mean i guess if if your audience reads books then yeah it's all about the audience isn't it yeah yeah so like there's a, a lot of people that you know i think it does depend on the audience doesn't it like you can't mm. turn around and say oh well the book's not going to work but then you know, millions of people every month read magazines and mm -hmm. blog articles and, you know, people still follow bloggers that write like 50 odd thousand word just blog articles, some of them. Yeah. I've heard a few crazy people out there that do write massive book long blog articles. Yeah. But it's, it, it's definitely there. Well, I think, you know, there's a lot more ways to consume information than there used to be. But I don't think the book is going anywhere. I mean, if I love books. I'm always surrounded by books. Um, I like reading them on paper. But, you know, I've got a Kindle. It's absolutely full of books because I'm impatient and I don't want to wait for them to arrive through the mail. <laughs> but I also, I love a paperback. And I, I think some things just don't, I don't think books are ever going to get old. I don't think people are ever going to get bored of them. But obviously some people prefer to, you know, watch a video or whatever. Um, I, I like doing all of it myself. I like reading a book. I like, I, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. So it depends on the person, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I guess like 
if the people that have time and enjoy the the act of reading a book, mm. then it's going to, you know, like people read for different reasons. People yeah. do a whole host of things. I think, you know, if if your book is, I guess books are becoming more and more like an experience now. Like, mm-hmm. A good book isn't just words on a page. I, I tried to read a fantasy book once, right? And, mm-hmm. I, felt, and I felt my head creating the pictures for me. Yes. And I'm like, it's not just words on a paper. This is, this is weird. But, yes. But the, the people out there that still create a similar situation, I guess, with nonfiction. And I have seen it. Um, I have experienced it, and it's been pretty cool. In, in, in a nutshell, they're like fables with lessons written into them a little bit. So you sort yeah, of- yeah, absolutely. The, the way I work with my clients is to take to take people on a journey, so to share their stories, but also to include, you know, w- what that person wants. So if they think about their audience and what's the main thing that their audience wants, then they give them the answer to that in the book and they do not hold back. They give them everything in the book. And at the same time, they're taking them on a journey. You know, they're taking them through a journey and, and letting them have insight into events in their life and, and stories and cliffhangers. And, you know, this goes back to my acting background, actually, because I used to write uh, scripts as well. So the way I write books is by following um, techniques that have been derived by some of the top Hollywood screenwriters. And then I've modified that for books in a way and then added in the steps of how to actually help people. So in that way, it's a full experience. You know, it's not just this is how you do this thing but it is a full experience, like you just said, done right, they will get those images in their head and they will have the cliffhanger and they will absolutely be taken on this crazy journey. I, I sort of, un- I understand a lot of why people do want to write books as well, but as you said, some people want to write books and a lot of people really, really want to write books, but there are so few that actually manage to actually put them out there so whether that be you mentioned a lot of it is self-belief and all that all all that kind of thing so I'm curious as to in your experience as well like what are the top reasons why people tend to not want to put their books out in the world but then is there a reason why they overcome those things like what what happens to the person what happens to the book maybe that actually allows them to overcome those those blocks that they have Well, it's simple. Their mission, their purpose becomes more important than their fears. That's what it comes down to. And they need help and they need support through that. But it's, you know, when that, when it drops and they realize, okay, this is what I need to do, you know, reaching the, there are people out there who need to hear what I've got to say. It's, it's when the penny drops that their purpose is more important than their bullshit does it ever feel to them like like it isn't about them like once they've written the book and they've got everything on paper and i mean i know like for for some people 
being interviewed or writing a book or whatever it is can almost be like a, like a form of therapy for them. Like they've, they, they yeah. from the experience just as much as the people listening to the interview or reading the book. So is it a point where it starts becoming about them and more about the, the mission or the message or the, the help, I guess, that they want to give through the book? Yeah, exactly. I always say to people, you know, get out of your own head and think about these people who are out there right now in pain, needing to hear what you've got to say. And it sometimes helps them to, you know, stop thinking about themselves and to start thinking about the people that they're here to help. I really like that. I like I like the way that the, the I guess the aim or the the purpose or the reason behind whatever it is that they're doing shifts mm. towards the person that they're trying to help. I really like that. Yeah, I only work with people who are writing their books for a positive reason to create an impact and to help people. Like every now and again, I will have people saying to me that they want to write a book to to have revenge on a certain person or, you know, and, and that's not something that I'll work with. Everybody who I work with is doing it because they want to create a positive impact and even though they might get in their own way, we all do it, don't we, Mike? We all get in our own way. Yeah, we do. But eventually, you know, it takes, it might, t one person, it might take, the, they might get there quickly, another person, it might take them much longer. But eventually, it drops that, you know, they, they are here for a reason and they've got to fulfill that purpose and the book is part of that purpose because it's partly how they're going to to reach these people do do people ever feel like because the books are obviously a positive impact-based thing and they want to help people and they're sharing their own stories and from the impression that you've you've given a lot of it is from the author's experience that's something they've had to overcome themselves mm. do you think that actually makes it harder for people to believe that they actually i guess deserve to put it into a book because it's about them and it's almost like mm. the, the book becomes a sense of self-worth versus worth of the book mm. good question and yeah I do think that definitely happens and that you know yeah because yeah I think that comes back down to you know am I worthy of writing this book and why do people want to know about my story and why do people want to know about me writing this when there are several other people but people tend to think that their own stories are quite insignificant mm-hmm like this person, but it's not about the what the story is and it's not a competition about who's had the biggest trauma or who's had this, but it's about what you've learned so that you can pass on. Do you ever feel like it, I mean, this is going to be me a bit of a devil's advocate now, so uh, I have to bear with me a little bit. Go on. But do you ever feel like this is, I guess, because people want, the rags to riches stories mm. as stories do you ever feel like that's kind of contributing to this kind of like well 
unless it's a rags to riches, then I won't bother because that's what everyone seems to want these days versus, okay, well, things were a bit meh and I managed to overcome it. Like that, that, that is not necessarily rags to riches though. I know it's not, I know it is about the lessons and it is about the mm. perspective and what I learned from it. But do you think that the more people share their stories, that it's adding towards this world? If it isn't a, a rock bottom to the top of the mountain, then I'm not interested. No. <laughs> no, I don't. Because, I mean, you know, rags and riches are one thing. That's going to attract a certain type of person. But people have got all sorts of different experiences and they don't need to have come from rock bottom and then exploded. I mean, personally, I had a, a good childhood, you know. I definitely haven't come from poverty or anything like that, but, you know, and a lot of other people haven't. So, you know, but we all have valuable stories and we, we've had these experiences for a reason and the reason is so that we can then help other people to be able to overcome them and to obviously you know, to strengthen us into the people that we need to be. And actually, rags and riches, it's not actually like that, though, is it? Because it's a constant journey. You never reach that point where you're like, okay, I've got it all now, because then every stage you go to comes with a new set of challenges. So I actually, you know... I actually don't think it's authentic to be like, oh, right, I've made it now. Mm. Because okay. there's always going to be more. There's always going to be another level. I, I think if you think that you're there and you've done it and you've achieved everything you set out to, then you're not aiming high enough. No, and I, I would sort of agree with that. I suppose then because it's in book format, it's kind of condensed mm. as well. So, you know, when people were like, oh, people expect it to be easy or people don't see the, the hard work or all those things. Mm. What I think would be really interesting would be like a, a book that was as long as the journey. Imagine like a, a 5,000 page book <laughs> with everything that was in it. It's like, oh, was it Rags to Riches? Well, no, because... The, the rags bit was like two years long and then the, the riches bit was about <laughs> five pages worth and then and then we're, we're still going so so i think i think it's getting quite strange a conversation now to be fair so the listeners <laughs> going on but, but i think if i think that the way that we actually put media out there is having a big impact on people's expectations of yeah. what it's actually like yeah and, exactly I guess that 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 I guess you're kind of fighting against that then because you're not sharing just the you know the rock bottom to the exploding top of the mountain you're sharing just people's struggles and what they've had to overcome or even even if they haven't even if they've mm. just learned lessons along the way and they're still on their journey and they're still I mean I, I, there are people out there that are still struggling but of course. their experience of what it's took just to get to where they are now is still enough. And I think having, having more people do that, the more and more people do that, the more and more people will actually see that your kind of meh in the middle, grey area kind of struggle that you're experiencing 
you know, a lot of people experience that. Like, there are so few people that actually experience, oh, well, I was homeless and now I'm a millionaire. Mm, mm. It, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And I guess when it comes to, you know, the, the fact that it's in book format, you know, within 400 pages, must be within 400 pages or 600 or whatever it is, people tend to think that because it's a condensed version that, that that's the way it is. And I think, you know, if people set, as I said, the, the 5,000 page book, I think that if it's a bit more realistic like if people actually put like a time stamp on things that they did and then the time between those things that was when things changed i think i think people need a more realistic view of what the journey's like yeah um, i don't just mean business i mean like everything but i think when, when people read the books of okay well i overcame this health condition or i've been struggling with depression for such, such and such amount of time and i've learned how to be not be an optimist but just be able to put up with the negativity that goes on so that it never really knocks me down or you know that's that that sort of thing i think people sharing those kind of stories almost the ones that people don't think are valuable are actually more yeah oh absolutely that's it that's it because okay here's another thing if if somebody's saying you know i was homeless now i'm a millionaire blah 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 how many people are really going to relate to that good question where if people have you know things that happen every day that some people might have just you know they just think, oh, it's part of life or whatever. And then they read a book about that. And that, that person might think, well, this is something that everybody experiences. But they don't have that certain outlook towards it. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's almost like because not many people actually share those stories, it makes mm. them more valuable, not less. Exactly, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. The thing is, okay, this is what I say to my clients. If you're writing a book, think about, you know, what, what that person wants, what they're going to achieve from writing the book, and then think about everything that's relevant to that. Mm. Even if you think it's not valuable, write it down. You can always cut it out afterwards. But sometimes I think the, the most like, uh, do you know what though? Here's the thing. A good storyteller can describe walking from the shops and make it, you know, make it gripping. So the actual, it's about how you make people feel and the lessons that you, you give them, you know, how you're going to help them even more than what the actual event was. Yeah, I like that. Like, if it kind of like it makes it more relatable, as you said, but it also brings about like different aspects to something to make it more real as well. Like if you mm. just car, like walk to the shops, that's fine. But yeah, what happened while you were walking to the shops? What sort of things did you feel? You know, did you did you sort of clock an old man walking a dog and yes then, oh, you started telling a story about how I don't know maybe the the dog I don't know his name Bertie <laughs> and it, it it's sort of it, it's the things that make it interesting as well that do exactly like that moment looking into Bertie's eyes something <laughs> might have 
twig, some realization might have happened. And, you know, like, so that's what it's about more than this happened, then this, then this, then this, then this. It's more about, you know, how to bring people into that world and to, to have those realizations as if they're there with you looking through your eyes. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that, you know, if, I mean, I've started to see a lot of these interviews are kind of like, we, we brush over the key things, don't we? Mm. Uh, it's funny because if someone listens to all this now, they're probably like, so, so how do we write this book? And I think one of the things it does boil down to is, is you've got to make sure that you are helping someone that yeah. reads it from beginning to end. You've got to, but then that, that, that values actually like, it's not that it's harder to do, but you can do more with the story that you've actually experienced yourself. Yeah, exactly. You, you, can, you can definitely explain it better. You can put people in your shoes. And if you put the right people in your shoes, then they will benefit more than putting the wrong people in your shoes. And um, yeah, I mean, we've definitely covered a lot about writing a book. And I think that do, do books actually kind of promote themselves at that point or because if it's for a particular person and it's it's reasonably specific and you mentioned uh, before that if it's if you go down the more traditional road that it's kind of out of your hands a little bit when it comes to who the book's being marketed to for instance but if we go down the self-publishing road i imagine that being easier to target so is there is there any parting words that you could give us regarding once you've written the book and you've done everything that we've spoken about and you've taken people on a journey from from a to z or whatever it is and people are benefiting from the book and all the all the things that we mentioned before are actually happening right the books the book's doing its job mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what sort of advice could you give to people to help basically put the book in more of the right hands yeah it's a constant process so whether whether they've gone with a traditional publisher or self-published they they are still responsible for marketing that book so you know if they've gone with a publisher then they might have changed the title or some of the wording or the cover or whatever but the author is still responsible for marketing that book now i want to go back to near the beginning of this this interview and i said that when my book went out there everything exploded that did not just happen by accident you know it's not like my book went out and then i could sit back and drink my cocktails by the pool that is absolutely not how it works it takes work it takes constant work what i do know is that i was do I was working hard before my book came out and I was working hard after my book came out. But the difference is that that book gave me, um, gave me credibility. And on a personal level, it gave me confidence because we all have doubts. Are we, oh, am I good enough? Blah, blah, blah. And all of this. And when my book went to number one, I was like, well, I'm a best-selling author. I wrote the book on it. Of course, I'm good enough to deliver this now. So, you know, it's, I think it was a combination of me finally feeling good enough and also being the person who had the best-selling book on it. So it, it gives you credibility. 
so yeah but it, it takes work I don't ever want to give people false hope and think that they're just going to write a book and then all their dreams are going to come true they're going to have to keep working nicely put I think that is something that is definitely worth ending our conversation on Luana it's been amazing to have you on as always well that was great fun <laughs> one last question but before we get to that how can people find out a bit more about you so websites and social media where about to hang out facebook mainly that's the easiest way of getting hold of me luana ribeira on facebook and website www.luanaribeira.com all right excellent one last question, and I ask everyone this. So if you're a long-time listener of the show, you will probably know what it is. <laughs> and the question is, what would you like the world to know about you that it doesn't already know? Oh, what do I want the world to know about me? I want the world to know. Without, do you know what? This is actually a really difficult question because I tend to, I'm very open about things are, are everywhere. It's like I tell everyone everything. What do people not know? That's what I'm struggling with here. Um, I just want people to know that I felt like I was invisible. Like I wasn't worth listening to that. Like, like, like I was in the way that I wasn't wanted. And that is the big thing that spurred me on to do what I'm doing now. Where I help other people who may have felt like that in the past or people who now know that they've got an important message to share but that they're not being heard. And that, that's the driving force. I want everyone to know that they are worthy, that they are here for a reason. They've got an important message to share. They're here to, to deliver that purpose and I'm here to help them. All right. Well, it's been amazing to have you on the show. I appreciate you taking the time and I'm, I'm sure we'll keep in touch. Thank you, Mike. I'll speak to you soon. <laughs>